Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Best Damn Sports Show on Stereo, the Young Black and Bothered Sports Desk. I am your boy Q, and I must open it, open up this week with an apology. I apologize for us not having a show last week. Um, had some personal issues going on, um, and a, a couple other a couple of the other hosts had um, things going on. Um, so uh, we apologize for not having a show last week. But we're back here this week, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Um, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. Oh, he, just when we thought we would be able to stop talking about Kyrie in, negatives, in the negative sense, <laughs> he comes back and <laughs> does it again. Um, but Lewis here, well, he will be in the audience, and he will be up in a few seconds. Uh, Greg is here. What's up, Greg? Happy belated birthday, uh, good brother. Um, Cashley is here, and we're going to yeah. go ahead and get, we're going to go ahead and get this show started uh, with our wrestling segment. So, Cashley, it is all yours. Yes, hey everybody, back with another week of wrestling. It was a lot between the last show and today. Uh, we had a Royal Rumble, which was a pretty much a group televised effort. We all had had the group chat kind of popping, giving our takes and whatnot. Well, this yes, past weekend, WWE had a NXT live show, um, pay-per-view called Vengeance Day, which was a pretty good card. Um, as you know, NXT um, is not, I wouldn't even call it developmental at this point. Like They're really their own separate entity. But to kind of kick it off, Wesley, who is currently NXT North American champion, defended his championship and won against Bijak. Um, Carmelo Hayes defeated Apollo Crews, and we currently have new uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Champions with Fallon Henley and Kiana James defending uh, Carter and Chance to win the new titles. Um, we have new NXT Tag Team Champions with Gallus defeating uh, Fatal 4-Way and also have Braun Breaker uh, retaining his championship against Grayson Waller. Um, overall, I'd say I'd give this pick review a B plus and I would give a uh, match of the night to Carmelo Hayes and Apollo Crews. So if y'all didn't check that one out, go back and watch it. It was pretty good pick review and it was held in Charlotte. So I debated about going, but I ended up not going, but you know, maybe next time Man, on jealous, to, huh? like, <laughs> like I, I wanted to watch it, but like it's something about like I can get with the Saturday pay per views, but like Friday yeah. it's like all right, you, you tapping into my actual free time, so like maybe the next one. I'll just I'll just say that NXT they still have you know I have to warm up again. I just I, I was on it for a while and then I was like all right, like this is just kind of getting stagnant. Um, so okay. I'm going to watch it now because you know with Plex, shout out to Plex, I can watch all the pay per views back like two or three days later. So. I will watch mm-hmm. it this week um, because I do want to get familiar with more of the NXT people because I can be completely honest at the Royal Rumble. I'm like, okay, who in the fuck is that? Why are they here? Yes. Where are they coming from? Yes. Yeah. And shout yeah, out to Triple H for NXT that too. Um, shout out to Triple H for that, for highlighting uh, some of the top NXT talent during the, more particularly the Women's Rumble because um, those are mm-hmm. some of their best female athletes that they highlighted at the Rumble. So, Shout out to him for that. 
But uh, also on the WWE front, um, they're currently gearing up for an elimination chamber. You know, we're currently on the road to WrestleMania. So you have a lot of live shows. And of course, the elimination chamber pay-per-view before you get to actual mania. But uh, moving on to New Japan. Uh, New Japan has a pretty hot tour going on uh, called The New Beginning. And they're going on in different cities. This past weekend, it was in Sapporo, uh, which is on Hokkaido Island. And there was a couple of highlight matches, more notably the IWGP uh, Tag Team Championship, where you have the Bishimon uh, defending their titles against TNDK, Shane Hayes and Mikey, Mikey Nichols, and they won that match. Then you have the uh, New Japan World TV Championship match with uh, Zack Sabre Jr. defeating Tomohiro Ishii in a 15-minute time draw match, uh, just showing who has the better strong style. And then finally, for the main event, we have Hormu Takahashi defending his title against Yo for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship and retaining his title, which I would say this was the match of the night. And I really got to shout out Hiromu because he's really put the junior division on his back. So y'all had didn't have a chance to watch that one. I strongly suggest y'all do. It was a very, very good tour. But this weekend is going to heat up on the 11th in Osaka. Um, just to give you some previews of matches and what's going to be um, you're going to have the Never Openweight six-man tag with Ren Narita, Minoru Suzuki, and El Desperado, who form their own little trio. They'll be taking on House of Torture, who's the current champions, Evil, Yujiro Takahashi, and Sho. Then you have the Loser League Japan match with Jay White versus Hikaleo. Uh, next, you have the Never Openweight Championship with champion Tamatonga putting his title on the line against El Phantasmo. And finally, the main event of all main events. You have the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Kazuchika Okada, putting his title on the line against current pro wrestling, king of pro wrestling, Shingo Takagi. And this is a really big one that I really want y'all to keep your eyes on because, um, number one, they have a pretty big rivalry that started back in, I would say, 2020 New Japan Cup where Shingo defeated Okada and actually eliminated him in the first round. Shingo then uh, defeated Okada in New Japan Dominion, which was also in Osaka in 2021, to become the third IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. So these two have, they're shaping a pretty good history together. So this is one match. If you don't watch anything else this weekend, definitely watch that main event. Um, And definitely some interesting facts about Dingo and the world title. He's currently the longest reigning IWGP World Heavyweight Champion at 211 days, followed by Jay White at 209 days. But that's pretty amazing what he was able to do with that title in only six months at the height of the pandemic in New Japan. So shout out to him, definitely. I'm definitely going to have to check um, that out. Again, that'll be another yeah. Plex watch for me. Yeah, and you know, yeah. I turned you on to Shinsuke Nakamura, so I'm, d- I'm turning you on to Shingo Takagi, yeah. so definitely check out his work. Um, sure. I gotta say that that's it for the world of wrestling. I do have an award to hand out, though. Um, <laughs> so are we handing out awards now, or are we doing it into the show? 
Okay. Uh, no, go, no, I want. I want to hear some awards. I, no, I, I want to go. Let's, let's do it now. Let's do it now. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, my waterfalls waterfalls award goes to Tony Khan of AEW, who's uh, mm. steadily chasing waterfalls and not sticking to the rivers and the lakes that he used to. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's clear he he's not old enough to see what happened to another certain promotion who did the same thing, who was on the same track that he's on now and ended up getting bought out. So, I, mm-hmm. you know, I think this is what happens when you don't have that solid expertise in your corner. You just have a lot of money and ego. Mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, Waterfalls Award goes to Tony Khan. And you can cue the <laughs> TLC song right now if, if nobody's got a sound bite, but... <laughs> Don't I just... go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, he yes. said to the livers <laughs> and the lakes that you use, Tony Khan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's what happens when you have too much money, like, mm-hmm. and it's like it's not even like he's like I know he's rich, but it's like there's a difference between just having too much money and being rich. Like rich people, just like. I don't even want to say they're experts at their, like, craft, but it's like, you know what? They know when to chill. Like, him, it just, it never clicks mm-hmm. the same. It's just always some shit with him, so. But then again, yep. I'm just learning this. Um, these U.S.-based, like, GMs and owners of companies, uh, shout out to Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Um, yeah, like, they just don't know when to kind of, like, get over themselves in a sense. Um, I do have a, a piece of wrestling news. Um for me that, you know, I, I wanted to speak on. Mm-hmm. Um, the allegations on Vince, apparently there's more. Um, mm. They're trying to do everything in their power to get him the fuck up out of here, which I revel in. I enjoy it. Like, I, I've been wanted man's gone because I'm just not, I won't say I'm not the biggest Vince fan. I appreciate what he's done, but I don't appreciate what he's doing, if that makes any sense. Um I, I don't want to go too far into 2023 and I become the, the Greg that was negative about most of the people that I dislike. What I will say is it would be in Vince's best interest to sell to the highest or lowest bidder because um, nothing's going to go in his favor after WrestleMania. I, I think what's happening is they're slow rolling shit and they say, you know what? Like, you know, the first time, you know, last year they were like, okay. If this doesn't get him out of here, we're going to hold some things back because guess what? We have some more shit. We're just going to let it out if, you know, in the event he comes back, which he did. And then they've been slow rolling like, hey, you know, the R word allegations and, you know, this, that and the third. It's like, oh, okay, so there's more shit on Vince, more shit than we thought. Like and the way that they're saying it, it's it's worse, like it's worse than the paying off. It's worse than the groping. It's the R word, which we all know. It's not a good term. It's not a good thing. So I'm hoping that Vince is only coming back just to sell the company and just goes into obscurity forever because it's not looking good for him. Not one bit. So that's my little piece of wrestling news. Um, Also, the girl that I I once liked and then I found out she was a Trump supporter. And then, you know, uh, I forgot her damn name. She like she was cute. And then she just became ugly to me, like just all the way around NXT yeah, chick Nikita with the, Lyons. Uh, N- yeah, Nikita Lyons. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she had like a, a month or two run with me and then 
that that was just it. Um, mm-hmm. I, she has what like a torn ACL or something like that. Which yep. I just think <laughs> they just they won't admit and call a thing what a thing you know what a thing really is. She's overweight. She, she's honestly like for the shit that she for the when I say the thing she does the wrestling moves she she's not like botching shit like Nia Jax did, but there's a history of her like having injuries. I was looking at like, you know how she nearly escaped like the ACL injury and the PCL injury. I'm like, okay, like she can't constantly just keep having these injuries, but then she's doing these moves that are like heavily impacted on those regions where she's, you know, continuously getting injured. I know that there was that one injury that wasn't really an injury. It was just, they needed to get her off camera because you know, she was talking about, you know, politics and the election and shit. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's one thing. But she also like, knowing if she's a wrestler or, like, a socialite. I don't know if that's the best thing to call her. But in my personal opinion, it just feels like she doesn't know what her identity is. Out of all the divas mm-hmm. on, on um like, WWE, she's the only one that I'm like, oh, like, she's promoting, like, like damn near bare-naked ass. Like, she's going out in bikinis and shit like that. I'm like, I don't see that from the Alexa Blisses and the Charlottes and stuff in the world. Like, there's still some type of professionalism when it comes to that. Now, if you have your own private IG, private social media, I'm not telling you what you should and shouldn't post. It just feels like Nikita, it's not even about, like, the, the half nudity or whatever. You can wear what you want to wear. It's just how it's presented. It gives more IG model than it gives professional wrestling. And we all know that Vince doesn't like seeing like his talent promote themselves in anything, like any other instance other than uh, like wrestling when it comes to them. Like, like he was banning that shit. Um, Twitch. He hates the fact that some of the wrestlers have Twitches. He hates that they. So. For her, she keeps like sliding under the radar, but I think that's also a reason why she, in my personal opinion, won't make it to the main roster the Monday after WrestleMania. I feel like she's just going to be just perpetually in NXT, and then you know they'll move her up. They'll do what they did with Emma. It's like okay, yeah, like you're highly touted, and honestly, everybody else is injured on the roster. You can come up. She comes up. But she's more of a gimmick than anything else. I mean, I feel like she can't be a valet. She has that much talent that she can't be a valet. But she will be like the second coming of um, what's the heart? Rest, uh, what is her name? Um, I was going to say Tamina. Ooh, that? Not Tamina. Um, yes, Natalia. She, she'll be like the next coming of her. Like that would be, in my personal opinion, the best way to market her. Like, okay, put her under Natalia. Make her like this really not a big heel, but like make her like a presence, right? Because when it comes to like the female like wrestling dynamic outside of the the like the core like six or seven everybody else is kind of like filler. It's like okay, they're here to be around in case we need like a tag team division or something like that. But that's just main roster NXT. From what I've seen and like highlights and clips, I'm like oh, like they actually have done with the women's division like they were supposed to. But mm-hmm. again, what yep. is the problem with like developing from within? So if Nikita Lyons does, when she comes back from this injury again, if she can honestly just hunker down and just wrestle instead of like doing the fucking karate, like the karate flips and shit in the gym, just showing it off. It's like, like it it comes off as like, what the fuck? What is this? Like, 
it's just like, oh, do you want to be an MMA fighter or do you want to be a WWE wrestler? Because whenever I see it, I would think that she's in like the Ronda Rousey division of like UFC. Like she's literally about kickboxing, fighting, MMA style type of stuff. She's even like wrestling guys to the ground and stuff, which we all know is like, okay, yeah, she's presenting to be a wrestler. But in my personal opinion, the matches I've seen from her while entertaining, like I can't see her holding her own against the the top six or seven women in the main roster because she's in my personal oh, opinion outside not. of the yeah like the the big drop and the, the like the leg shit and it's like okay so what else is there it's like the john cena effect like okay you got three moves everybody mm-hmm. knows it's like do you have the charisma to carry on a 15 minute match which she does not so hopefully yeah and, and i think and that's, that's gonna be the big problem there number one it's gonna be her conditioning um i think yeah they want her to be the thick white girl. And I mm-hmm. think that's something that she she wants to be herself. She wants to be that thick white girl. But at the, at, the, at mm-hmm. some point, you're going to have to condition yourself well um, in order to avoid Absolutely. a lot of these injuries. Um, yep. Number two, she needs to work on her overall look. Um, yes. It, it, it's not it's not giving anything, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, number three, her her moveset. I think as athletic as she is, she she doesn't have much to her moveset. Um, so while she may be cool for a few minutes, like you said, she can't carry on a match, and you definitely can't put her in the ring with say, you know, a, a Charlotte or even a Natalia. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't think Natalia could even carry her in in a match. So um, yeah, it, it's not going to work, and I, I definitely don't see her. If she does get called up, it's definitely for looks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, WWE is not above that calling up, you know, folks because of their look, even though their ring work is subpar. Um, so if that does happen, it would be for that reason. Other than that, I don't see that happening at all. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, I'm, what's, what's the girl? What's, well, I'm sorry, what's the woman who... Um, uh, she was duo, uh, do drop, do dupe, the the worst fucking yeah. name on in WWE history. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck that uh woman's name was when she changed her name, I'm like, okay, I could see her in the yeah, utilize, like Piper, yeah. having a match. Yeah, like I could see that. Um, I could see like Charlotte kind of like squashing her, like you know, just being you know pure athleticism versus like uh martial arts background. Like it, it just it's ties in, it, when it ties to me. I'm like, okay. I can't see her pulling off like a actual title match without the person she's fighting carrying that entire match. Like I wouldn't want to see her in a hell in a cell match. I wouldn't want to see her in a cage match. I wouldn't want to see her in a tables match. Um, and I'm only using these extremes because it's like, those are the matches that they would actually think that she could mm-hmm. thrive in because just a one-on-one, like one, two, three pinfall type of match. It's not going to be entertaining. People would not care. It would have to be some yeah. type of extreme rules, like uh, Nikita Lyons versus like Becky Lynch, like ladder match. And you're like, okay, like I could see where the pops would come in during that match. But like one on one, her versus uh, like Piper, like okay, like yeah, it's gonna be one of those six minute WrestleMania matches that nobody asked for. But you know what? People were kind of entertained for you know a couple of the pops for the kicks. Shit. Outside of that, no. So. Yeah, and what's interesting about Piper is that, um, and they don't show enough of it, in my opinion, um, is that she mm-hmm. actually moves well for a big girl. 
Mm-hmm. She moves really, really well. Um, and yeah. I think she shows little glimmers of that with her moveset. So I, I hope to see a lot more. However, I think they're going pigeonhole, to uh, pigeonhole her because she is a bigger girl. Um, mm-hmm. So she'll forever get the Nia Jax treatment. Um, and I'm not comparing them. And I think uh, as far as athletic ability, Piper has Nia Jax beat. But because Nia Jax is also a big girl, they're going to pigeonhole other big girls the same way. So, Agreed. Well, I mean, I hope for the best. Um, we have, I mean, I don't know how many like actual weeks we have of WrestleMania until WrestleMania. But the buildup for me, it's been good. Um, what mm-hmm. I've seen, I, like I'm going to watch Raw tomorrow because we're podcasting, but I'm like thoroughly entertained in what I've seen since Royal Rumble, and I'm like, okay, yeah. like this, it, it feels like last year all over again. It's like, okay, the buildup is great. I'm just hoping that the event is just as great. Um, I mm-hmm. still stand on what I said about Bray Wyatt. Um, I, I just don't know anymore. I, I feel like it was a waste yeah. of six months. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, just it really sucks. Um, and then you know, I'm hoping that, yeah. And with the Sami Zayn thing, I'm really hoping they reconsider what what I thought this. I thought I saw this right. Like they're hosting Mm -hmm. that at like Elimination Chamber. Um, yeah, yeah. Please, please don't. Okay, I mean, it makes sense. But it makes sense. I don't think he'll take the title off Roman though. But it makes sense yeah. that this would be happening at Elimination Chamber, at the very least. Um, yeah. I think I was wondering if they would do this on like a night two of a mania, mm-hmm. have Roman kind of fight Cody at some point. And, I, you know, I thought it would be yeah. something like that. But I think it would make more sense to have it at Elimination Chamber and then just yeah. have Roman at night two or something like that. So. Agreed. Well, I, I just I hope that they do not pull a WrestleMania 30 with Sami Zayn just to get the pops. You know what they did with Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan. It's like okay, like yeah, he lost the Elimination Chamber because I I see it going there. Like okay, like that worked. You know, a couple years ago, let's try it again with Sami because mm-hmm. kind of the same vein. And then you know he loses the Elimination Chamber and then he gets the second chance. Night was it night two of because I think Cody's gonna win it night one. So. Mm-hmm. You know, night two, he challenges Roman, he gets it, and then there's like this big pop. Because I feel like they're going to still chase that high of what happened last year with Stone Cold. They're going to, like, they need that again. And even though everybody, like, enjoys the the idea of Cody versus Roman, the the match itself is going to be like, okay, we got to protect him. I'm talking about um, Cody, because, I mean, yeah, he's just coming back from his injury. Who knows if it can happen again? Blah, 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 blah. But I just, in my personal opinion, I could care less about that match. I want to see the Sammy thing now. The same way back at WrestleMania 30, all I want to see was Daniel Bryan win. Everybody's going to feel yeah. the exact same way. So I, I just hope they get it right because if they don't, um, I, I'm going to have to wait until at least uh, Money in the Bank or maybe SummerSlam to like get my attention again because it's going to feel like it was all for nothing. So Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's on the wrestling end. Yeah. All right. Um, Got 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 us talking wrestling again. Mm -hmm. Love it. (laughs) 
that's what I'm here for. Um, thank you, Cashley, for that great wrestling update. I'm sure we have some uh, some fireworks upcoming in the next few weeks in this world. Um, look forward to the mountain of text that I'm going to receive about all these things. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. Definitely. <laughs> um, but that being said, um, wow, my hair is done. It's great. I look like a human again. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna flip the script um, for this week. <clears throat> we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk NBA this week because there's a lot. There's a lot going on. We have to trade that line. That's on Thursday. And it keeps the front door open. Uh, notification. But we have we have the trade deadline next Thursday. We have the All Star rosters have been were announced last week. The starters were announced two weeks ago. Um, the reserves were announced last Thursday. Um, so there's a lot to talk about in the NBA, especially one name, one person named Kyrie something Irving. Uh, we'll get that in a second, and then we're going to close out with uh, talking uh, about this, uh, the upcoming Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Um, first of all, can we get rid of the goddamn Latin letters? Can we get rid of the Roman numerals, <laughs> please? Let's just get rid of it. I mean, they got rid of it for Super Bowl Fifty because it was Super Bowl. It would have been Super Bowl L. Let's just stick with the numbers. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not do uh, Roman numerals Roman ever again after this. Um, so, before we get into all of that, uh, let's catch up uh, what's going on and how everyone's been doing. We've been gone for a couple of weeks. Um, so, Greg, birthday boy. Uh, you had a birthday last Wednesday. How was it? How does it feel to have a little bit more gray, gray hairs in your beard? Yeah, um, I'm old and I'm never drinking again. I've made it crystal clear that um, I don't <laughs> like alcohol anymore. Um, but we, we went out and it was kind of a surprise to me. Went out and they did some shit for old time's sake, which actually terrified the fuck out of me when I found out they did it. We went down to uh, Nats Park at this new place called uh, um, Royal Sands Social Club. Went there and oh, oh God. Like we were eating dinner. Yeah. We we started by eating dinner, right? And then we ended up uh the dinner table became like a VIP section. Almost immediately, like at nine thirty they turned into a nightclub, which we're like, all right, cool, it's DC. We can just go have a couple of drinks on wine and stuff like that. Well, one of my other brothers, Darren, decided he wanted to buy a table. Like he wanted to buy a bottle and all of this. But he bought tequila. Now, anybody who knows me knows I don't mind drinking tequila if it's just like I'll have one or two and then I'm going home. Um, well, they decided that they wanted to pour shots down my mouth on my birthday <laughs> at 930. Um, I didn't wake up the next day until 430. It was bad um, to the point where my mom, you know, she had her birthday the night after and we went out to a bar and I was completely sober. I said I absolutely refused to drink. And I meant that shit. I am oh, he not one of those drinking. unlimited. He was one of those unlimited PCO yeah. days. I see. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh no, no. I went. I went to work. Like I literally went to work. So we the social club thing was on Friday, and then my mom's thing was on Saturday. So Sunday, you know, was well, Sunday morning. Was it Sunday morning? I can't even fucking remember. So Saturday morning, 
I was so drunk, like my wife had to take care of the baby all day while I was just like in the bed trying to figure out what my life was, right? So that was obviously um, Saturday, uh, Saturday. Then Saturday night we went out and I did not drink. I said I would absolutely refuse to drink. Um, but obviously it, it being my mom and my aunt's birthdays, I offered to buy them a shot. I bought them a shot of Casamigos. Now, and this is another reason why I don't want to drink. I'm starting to learn the actual price of alcohol is not worth not drinking in the house. And let me explain why. So I ordered two shots of Casamigos. It came up to $22 per person. Whoa. Damn. Wow. Per person. Wow. Per person. And after that, I, I even though you've heard me say, yeah, I'm never drinking again. Getting a tab for $44 for two two ounce shots kind of tells you, like, you know what? Outside's not fun anymore. That's so not even two ounces. The next time a I shot is a shot that's is one not. ounce. Exactly. So ju- just imagine my thought when I saw the tab and you know how these new bartenders work. Like, how can I put that? Here's bar etiquette for me, and I'm gonna be real quick. You go to a bar, you order a drink, right? Some bars they take your card and then you know, they hold on to the car until you say you're going to close your tab and then they hand you your receipt back. Right. But then you have some mm-hmm. clubs and bars that you go to these bars and they get your drink. They already they have you like guy with the hat on or guy with the shoes or, you know, whatever. Like they know who you are. They'll say, oh, we'll hand you your car back. But in this instance, they never took my car to begin with. She took my order for the drink and then she showed me. The price. The price said $22. So I'm under the assumption, okay, Casamigo shot, about $11 a piece. Sounds about right, right? Like a shot sounds right. From a bottle that normally costs 50 bucks, a shot that's $11 sounds justifiable in my head. So imagine my surprise when I go to hand her my card with the receipt that she showed me for $22, and then she hands me back the receipt after swiping it, and the shit says $44. So I'm sitting there I'm like, okay, I know I'm not crazy. I'm, I know I know math. I'm not the biggest mathematician, but if you sent me a receipt that said 22 and then you hand me another one that says 44, either you're trying to add your own spice and seasoning into like, you know, what Q and I say, adding your own tip to something where I was already going to tip you. Right. So she showed me the tab, you know, she showed me the tab for $44. And I was like, yo, like, what is this? She was like, oh, yeah. Each shot is $20 Earth outside of Pat Van Winkle and like two others that should cost $22 a piece. And even then, Pat Van Winkle shouldn't cost as much as it does. So I'm like, I'm at a regular ass nightclub, you know, because my mom wanted to go to like a older like club in like, like in Waldorf or some shit like that. Right. So we go. And when I saw the tab of $44, I wanted to argue it down, but Q knows me like if the price is the price, cool. I just know I'm not buying anything else. Right. So I learned that day that, OK, after drinking too much the night before, promising not to drink and then buying someone else a drink and it cost me almost fifty dollars for two shots. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a while before I decide that I'm going to have like the courage to go out and drink again. And the reason why I say that is obviously one, it's February. So honestly, there's nothing to drink for or with from February. You and I, we've made it crystal clear. We don't drink on St. Patrick's Day. I got alcohol poison and he got alcohol poison the same year. 
Not we even, went the last time we went out. Not even that. What? Not even <laughs> not just that. One uh St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> I got clink clink. Remember that? Yep. Yep. My daughter's first birthday. Oh, yep. Because okay, so my daughter my oldest daughter's birthday is the eighteenth. You know that St. Patrick's Day is the seventeenth. Yep. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, we we have not done Saint we have not done Saint Patrick's since then. Saint Patrick's Day, the same way there are certain people who enjoy um like Mardi Gras or um Cinco de Mayo and stuff. They're like, oh, it's a day to drink. I'm like, yeah, but like, no. Um, there's nothing positive about Saint Patrick's Day to drink at least in D.C. because this is how it goes. And I know we got to get back to sports. You go to a bar crawl that you probably spent like twenty dollars on. Now, here's the thing. If you spend twenty, it can go two ways: really fucking good, or really, really, really fucking bad. And it usually goes really, really, really fucking bad. And the reason why it goes really, really, really fucking bad is because not what you're drinking, but the amount of time that it takes you to get a drink. Q and I would go to like a bar crawl in DC, and I shit you not, it would be from like. I'd say what seven o'clock until eleven. In that four-hour window, you have to stand in 15, 20 minute lines in order to get your alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you're in crowded small spaces because there aren't bar crawls at like epicenters, you know, or stadiums and shit. They're always at like the local dive bar that it literally has eight chairs in it, but they are filling like sixty-five people in it. So ever since then, no like St. Patrick's Day for me at all. But this weekend signified for me, it's time to take a break. Q's birthday, when that does happen, I will reconsider. But I have a lot of months that I don't have to drink. I don't have to drink in March. I don't have to drink in April. Honestly, even when it gets warm in May, there's nothing for me to get you know, warm and drink for in May. And then in June, we got Q. And then we got my wife, my sister. We got a bunch of stuff that I can do in June. I think I can wait that long because... Yeah. I mean, yeah, June is June is a busy month because, I mean, of course, my birthday yeah. and and I actually have two celebrations that month because my birthday and then my goodbye to DC. Um, yep, celebration. So, but yeah, um, Q, you you missed nothing when I tell you. Anybody who tell we need to start gauging what alcohol should cost one at stadiums and two at fucking like bars and stuff like at certain bars i feel like if i have to be pat down in order to get in there i should instantly get a free drink what, what is what is so unsafe about your place that i have to be pat down like has, has no one ever thought about that shit like have you thought about how many places that you've possibly been to that they had to pat you down in order for you to walk in i'm like yo i'm patronizing your business and i get it you're doing it for my safety but it's like how many people do you have coming here that aren't safe like you, in order to keep me here, you should be giving me a, a free drink or two. So there's that. Um, I, I don't want to go on the diatribe about it. I just feel like when it comes to drinking, that's just how I feel. If I'm going to a place that's going to tell me how much it's going to cost, you know, to get in, I need a free drink. If you're going to pat me down, I should get a free drink. And more importantly, if I look at your bar and your bar doesn't have like the things that I would think that it would have at a bar, but instead it has, and you know. I hate to say it this way, black ass liquor. I, I don't want, I should not see 
these all in one sequence. I should not see Hennessy, Hypnotic, Casamigos, Don Julio, eighteen hundred, uh, Jose Cuervo, and fucking uh, Kentucky Sharon all in the same roadie and Ciroc yeah, too, and not, not just yeah. <laughs> not just any Ciroc, all the flavor exactly. Ciroc. They have every fucking flavor of Ciroc, but the Ciroc that doesn't have the flavor. Only black establishments do that shit. Oh, we got Ciroc peach, Ciroc strawberry. It's like, no, can I just get regular Ciroc? We ain't got that. What, what the fuck? It's like KFC not having chicken. Like, what What are we doing here? Um, yeah, yeah I, I don't want to go on too long about it. That just, it really pisses me off because it happens. Lou, I shit you not. If whenever you come to DC, I'm going to take you to one bar and I just want you to look at the bar. Like, look at the bar. I'm like, oh, well, you know what? They do have, like, just a lot of like weird ass drink or mm-hmm. you, you know you'll have like I just told you about the the option the black options but then you know on the same flip of that coin you have the white bars right where they have four like they have one bottle of everything so they have one bottle of Kentucky gentleman one bottle of Jose Cuervo one bottle of uh Jack Daniels they have one bottle of uh Jameson and then they'll have like a whole bunch of beer that's on tap, and I shit you not, seven of the nine beers are always out of tap. And it's like how to f- everything but Bud Light. Um, what is it like <laughs> Summerfest or whatever the fuck that shit is? And it's always some bitter ass ale that nobody wants to drink. And it's like, like, what is this? Like, why are you still serving Oktoberfest in January? Like, change, change the keg. Some shit is not right with your bar. I, but again, this is what I'm going to blame this on to tie everything in. Motherfuckers like Kyrie Irving. I tried to warn y'all. And I'm going to shut up because I, I said I was not going to bring up his name until some bad shit happened because he was actually doing good. And Q, the floor is yours. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Um, Lou, how about you? Yo. Well, last Monday, all right, I, I drive a 2017 Nissan Altima, okay? And it, of course, it has the remote start, the push button start when you get in. Well, last week at work, I went out to start my car. I remote started it because it's cold as shit. So I let it warm up a little bit. I get in, I hit the button, it t- completely turns off. And now I won't even come back on. So I had it towed to a local, uh, well, let's say like a, a chain uh, auto repair place begins with the letter F, ends in Ironstone. Um, but they, uh, I called the next day to find out what was wrong with it. They said it's a faulty brake switch. So I was like, all right, cool. Go ahead, you know, order it, whatever. She's like, all right, it should be in late tomorrow. And then, you know, we'll, we'll get it, we'll get it all started. Uh, that was Wednesday, no Tuesday is when they told me that. And now it is Monday, a week later, they still have my car because they ordered the wrong wrong part. But listen, this is the kicker. They ordered the wrong part three times. How the hell do you do that? How do you order the wrong part three times? 
So, yeah, I'm going on a week with no car. And I'm, you know, I'm going to get my ring tomorrow, find out what's going on. Hopefully, I get my car back by uh, tomorrow late or early Wednesday sometime. That's about it. Wow. And my apologies for missing for, yeah, well, I, we missed the show last week, but that was one of the problems I was having. So It's okay. It's okay. Because I had my own issues. I had my own issues going on. I didn't have a phone because, um, uh, yeah, I became, I was a victim of crying last week. <laughs> um, but thankfully, by the grace of God, um, um, so what happened was I got robbed and, um, my wallet was taken, my phone was taken, um, my charger, my charger was taken. They even stole the fucking shoes off. They even took the fucking, got me for my uh, dress shoes I was wearing. Long story. I'll tell y'all later. Um, but like I said, thank God that, um, I was able to, I was able to locate my phone and recover my phone. So that's $250 I didn't have to spend and give a Furion to replace the phone. So I was without a phone all week. Um, and um, we didn't have, we didn't have Wi-Fi, we didn't have internet at the house because, um, yeah, other bills took priority than Xfinity at that time. Um, so yeah, it was almost like being a, it was almost like being in prison, which I also have the unfortunate um, thing of knowing. Again, long story. I tell you, I tell y'all later. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's an unfortunate story. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh my god. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I, you know, so I, I wasn't able to watch any of the AFC or NFC championship games. Um, I, I didn't even get to read what happened. I just basically, I, I couldn't, it, it, it was a, it, oh my God, it was a shit show. Um, but we're back. I have my phone back. Thank goodness. Nothing. I had to reset it, um, like completely wipe it and, um, and uh, restore it because the idiot, and that's what criminals are. They're idiots. Uh, the idiot who had my phone um, was trying to unlock it. Sorry, it's an iPhone. Can't do that. So, yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> but let's go ahead and get into, like I said, we're going to switch the order up this week. You see, you know, we always start with the NFL. NFL can wait because um, Kyrie. Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie. Now, before the craziness of this week happened, and all last week, um, I think it was two Saturdays ago, or the Saturday before this past Saturday, where um, Chris Haynes and Shams Charania and all those other people saying, oh, um, Kyrie and the Nets are close to an extension. Kyrie wants to stay in New York. He wants to stay in Brooklyn. He wants to do this. Like, you know, he doesn't want to leave a free agency. This is where he wants to be. Then comes not even a woke a woach bomb. It was a shams bomb that uh, and that was on Friday that Kyrie wants out of Brooklyn. Of course, it broke the internet, broke Twitter. Uh, everyone's going, that's like, what the fuck? Didn't you just say you wanted to stay in Brooklyn? 
Um, and then comes yesterday, Sunday, where a trade was consummated and Kyrie got Kyrie got his wish. He was traded to the Dallas Mavericks to become Lucas Bat, uh, Robin. Uh, I should say the, the Robin to, to Lucas Batman. Um, for Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, an, an unprotected 2029 first-round pick, and a 2027 and 2029 second-round pick. Let me just go over some. Let's go over some numbers. And uh, I, <laughs> so I tweeted yesterday. Yeah, I remember this week. Well, some of y'all probably um, that I give I give Kyrie 15 games. Even 15 games before he runs out of grade A weed and has to smoke the low grade shit, which is what led him to demand this trade. Um, and he and he eventually discovers that the world is actually round. But I want to go over the analytics. <laughs> I want to go over some analytics. Now we know well, right now Dallas is and they're playing tonight. Um <clears throat> I can't see what the score is right now. It really doesn't matter. But they're six, They're currently six in the West. So they're currently one spot ahead of being in the play-in. We know this is going to be uh, Kyrie and Luka together. First of all, you got two two ball-dominant players, especially, especially um, Luka. Luka, on his ISO plays this season, He's averaging 6.3 seconds, 6.39 seconds, and 5.59 dribbles per touch. That's classic ball dominant. Classic ball dominant. Like he's he, he's more ball, ball dominant than LeBron. But we know what LeBron can do. We know what Luca can do. And with Luca being the option in, in Dallas. He has to. He has to command the ball. Um, more, more stats. Just, uh, this is just offensively for uh, for for the Mavericks. Eighty-eight percent of Lucas baskets have been unass- has been unassisted, and his and in terms of spot up jumpers, they have only accounted for seven percent for only once accounted for more than seven percent of his total looks. And that was back in his rookie oh, wow. season. That was back in his rookie season in 2018-19. So we have a player in Luka Doncic that does not know how to play off the ball. He has not he hasn't had to. The only player that like in a way forced him to play off the forced him to play off the ball was Jalen Brunson. And when when the unicorn was healthy in Dallas, sometimes KP, Kristaps Porzingis. We know that Kyrie knows how to play off the ball because he had to do it with LeBron. He had to do it when Kevin Durant was available to play in Brooklyn. So offensively, in terms of the regular season, yeah, Dallas can stagger them. You know, but it's going to be a long slog. But offense is not really the issue. Offense is really not the issue in Dallas. It's defense. To acquire Kyrie, they had to, Dallas had to trade 
basically their best defender in Dorian, Dorian Finney-Smith. Here's the numbers. The Mavericks ranked 22nd in points allowed per possession. They are 25th in the league since, January, since the turn of the calendar to 2023. 25th since January 1st. You know that Kyrie, hmm. Kyrie, okay, so Spencer Dinwiddie, he ain't a slouch as a defender. What, Ky, what, what Dinwiddie has is size. He's 6'5". Kyrie is 6'2". And yes, when he's on on defense, he's on on defense. But he doesn't have the size or the range as, 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 as Dinwiddie. So you're asking a team mm. that couldn't stop nobody before the trade. You trade away your best defender. Your best defender. Oh, I should say who was arguably their best defender. That was their best defender in Dorian Finney-Smith for Kyrie Irving. And yes, no slouch on defense in Denver for Kyrie Irving, a team that can't that mm. barely can stop anyone now. Good luck, good luck, Dallas. Good luck, good luck. So, numbers aside, numbers aside, Dallas traded a tw- unprotected twenty twenty nine pick. Kyrie is a free agent after the season. And we know he's as unpredictable as Donald Trump. Yep. Luca has a player option for the, for 2026. My question is, my question is, does Kyrie last the one, does he finish the season? Oh, he's going to finish the season, Dallas. How many mm-hmm. prediction time? How many games does Kyrie play? Because there's about 30 games left. They have about 30 games, about 30, just under 30 games left this season. Again, they're playing tonight. Does mm-hmm. Kyrie resign in Dallas? Or does he go off to LA where he wanted to go? Where LeBron wanted him? And two, when 2026 comes around, does Lucas says, fuck this shit, I'm out? Or does he stay in Dallas? Nah, yeah, um, I, I can't. Go ahead, Greg. He, he's retiring there. Um, he, he's going to retire there. Um, the reason why is there's nowhere better for Luca to be. And, like, I feel like... I'm trying to say it in the best way I can possibly say it. The, the only place where a, a a white basketball player is going to get a statue is next to another white one. And him and Nowitzki are going to have statues together in Dallas. They, I feel like Luka has a better chance of getting a statue before the Dallas Cowboys actually win a Super Bowl. Like, I, I'm that deep in the rabbit hole that is Luka. So, if Luca were to go anywhere, um, Mark Cuban should honestly be fired because he's had a spoil of riches by not having not just one, but potentially two future first ballot Hall of Famers that weren't black 
that weren't like, you know, born American or from America that just somehow landed in Dallas and prospered. So if he, if he were to go anywhere, either he's going to go one or two places. Wherever LeBron's son goes, or Washington, because Washington is the only team <laughs> that will say, you know what, we will play a you're a Euro player at the tail end of their career. They'll play anybody towards the tail end of their career. Um, but Q, I, I just want to I want to touch on this really quick, if you, if you don't mind. Um, and th- this is basketball related. Um, this is more importantly, this is sports book related. I put not chat. A fucking mm-hmm. bet that mm-hmm. I had ready to go. Uh-huh. And I was outside of my range to submit it. And I had a $5 bet. Actually, no, I had a $6 bet on it. Because, Lou, I have this, I still have the same $6 sitting in my account mm-hmm. because I couldn't get it off. It was uh-huh. to have the first baskets for four games. Harrison Barnes. Uh, Nikolai, uh, what's his name? Vucevic, um, yeah, Walker Vucevic. Kessler, and Brooke Lopez. Yeah, there was a guy who did the same bet. Same bet. He put thirty cent in Q. He got one thousand sixty three dollars and thirteen cent off of thirty cent. Do you know that would have been roughly like twenty two, twenty three? <laughs> do you know? I, I sent it. Hey. I sent it to Lou because I've been fo- <laughs> I've been following the trend, and if honestly, if God, if God serves us, you know, if you know, we serve God, but if He serves us for once and allows Lou and I to win this parlay, I'm just, I'm just going to say it was in the cards because everything is shaping out to be pretty good. I just really need it to continue, but. Back, back right now, to we're halfway there. Halfway, look at it. Look, Lou. Now, mm. Lou used to give me shit for having these long ass parlays. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I'm starting to structure properly, and I'm starting to listen. I'm, I'm starting to listen to things. Um, and I'm not the biggest NBA person, but one thing I have noticed about the NBA: every parlay that I got wrong was because of points. I always got the rebounds, and I always got the assist. So I'm just hoping tonight. Since, you know, I pretty much did like low margins and I, there's someone that is on Twitter that I'm going to tell y'all who to follow if we win this tonight um, that actually gave me the parlay because she won off of $5 on Saturday night. She won $22,000. And you know where Damn. I was? At my mom's birthday party. Drinking $22 shots. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So... But 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 back to, back to the the Luca and uh, Kyrie situation. Um, I don't I don't know the exact question that Q is attempting to ask, so I'm just mm-hmm. going to infer if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. It, uh, Kyrie is everything people said that Kemba Walker was. Like, Kimber Walker's supposed to be the good guy that he's interchangeable. He can go to all the teams and he can just thrive wherever he's supposed to go because he's, he's that elite of a, a point guard. Kyrie, they say the same thing about him. The one, the difference is, um, Kimber Walker, great in the locker room, 
kind of iffy off court. Like, if you need him to be the only person on your team doing something, he's going to thrive. But if you put him on a team that's like, all right, we got to score, he's going to do nothing for you. I think he's a free agent right now, if, if I'm not mistaken. I, I said these things two years ago. I said, Kimball Walker, oh, he literally will be down 30 points in the game and be smiling the entire fucking way. That's why everybody loves him. It's like, oh, it's Kimba. Like, we're down by 47 points, but he's going to smile. He's going to have that smile. Everybody's going to love him. Kyrie, um, him going to Dallas. I hate to say it. Um, that's the only place he's going to land. That that's where he, he is set to be in Dallas. Because here's the teams that could have went to go get him and chose not to. Number one, the Clippers. Uh, the reason why the Clippers didn't want him is because they're like, okay, Actually, we don't need a rental. Before you say oh, that. No, oh, no, 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 no. This is my opinion. This is my, this is my opinion. It's just my opinion. Okay. There's only okay. two teams that I, Clippers is one. And two, for me, I hate to say it. I thought that he was going to be a mentor in Atlanta. I, I thought they were going to send him to Atlanta and be like, all right, like, we have to teach Kyrie a lesson. We were going to have him come off the bench. You know, you got Murray and you have, uh, my, my my guy, you know the you know the backcourt just so goddamn good. Then you got Kyrie coming off the bench, like it, it gave me vibes. And I'm like, you know what? Like this made sense in my head. Unfortunately, though, um, he landed in Dallas. And even though I feel like he's a rental, he's not going to get the contract that he thinks he's going to get because he's hoping that LA's going to give it to him. And LA missed the mark, in my personal opinion. But Q, what were you about to say? I said, um, uh, the Clippers, the Clippers really want in. Really, really. Yeah. I'm trying to look for the deal that they, I'm trying to look for the deal that they, uh, suggested. Uh, hold on. I thought they were, uh, giving up first round picks this year, like the next two years. Multiple. They were going to give. Yeah. They were mm-hmm. multiple first round picks. Um, oh, I'm trying to find the story. Yeah, I'm trying to find the story. But yeah, it was it was multiple picks that the Clippers. Okay, here it is. Got it. <clears throat> okay, so the Clippers the, the Clippers offer was Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann. Mm-hmm. One future first and two first round pick swaps. So basically, this was going to like this would have had to be this would have had to been a three team trade, which the Nets tried to do before they made mm-hmm. the trade. Before they made the trade official today, they try to they try to they try to throw in a third team. They try to throw in a third team, um, and also ship out Spencer, Spencer Dinwiddie again. Mm. So, uh, I, yeah. what's the ceiling for this? What's the ceiling for this Mavericks team now? Well, I should the say the ceiling. I, I, I should say this this year or this year. This just, we just we're just going to talk this year because you know Kyrie's a free agent. He is looking for he's looking for at least a three year deal in his next contract. You know, he's a free agent, unrestricted free agent after the season. 
of the season is over. Just thinking right now, if Dallas makes no more moves after this, and um, you know, well, rumors out there now here, is that here's what a lot of people don't like realize. I mean, maybe they do, but them getting rid of Dinwiddie and especially uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, their defense is going to be straight garbage now. And, and they had a legitimate the they're they're absolutely like they're they're gonna have to have Kyrie and Luca basically score seventy a game. Yeah, I, I, and, and and then stop the other and, two. And and let's not forget, Luca's dealing with a with an ankle with a heel mm-hmm. injury and uh, it's not a knee injury. I think it's a either ankle injury or something. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks made this deal not, out, not not because they wanted to give Luca a co-star. They needed someone else because Luca might be out a month. Exactly. Yep. Right. Yep. That right there. But Q, you alluded to that though. You had already this was when we were just talking about this before the trade. So like, okay, if Luke, because I think we were having a discussion was a couple weeks ago about like Luca and the MVP race and all that other stuff, and I was like, oh, I mean, I like him, but whatever. But with him being out, I guess my question is: Is Kyrie someone that can lead your team in the months of March and April? No, getting into the playoffs. No, absolutely he's had, not. He's had three opportunities to do that. Mm-hmm. Three. Yep. Three. He had, he had the opportunity to be the alpha in Boston. Yep. So yep. Boston kissed his ass. He had the opportunity to be the alpha in in Brooklyn when yep. Katie was with Kate when Katie was out the entire season when he signed because yep. because he was rehabbing from his Achilles uh, from the Achilles mm-hmm. tear. Um, he had the opportunity to do that to be that last year. Um. There's so much. So, I, I just want to go over, like, so much has been made about um, how this could work. But this, let's just go over what Kyrie has done since 2016. <clears throat> since 2016. Because of injury or Kyrie being Kyrie. Window, 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 closed. Here we go. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving rendered himself ineligible for the Brooklyn Net for Brooklyn Nets home games last year by refusing to get the COVID nineteen vaccine. He missed mm. eight games this season after the team suspended him for quote publicizing a film containing deeply disturbing anti-Semitic hate, and then failing mm. on numerous occasions to disavow anti-Semitism. Kyrie eventually did. Apologize, and this said this says nothing of the actual injury-related absences he has amassed over the years, or the circumstances under which he's now left every single team. This is the same mm-hmm. Kyrie who requested a trade from the Cleveland Cavaliers while playing besides prime LeBron, and on the heels of making three straight Finals appearances. 
This is the same Kyrie who left the Boston Celtics after declaring his intent to resign. No. <laughs> this is the same guy. Same this is guy. the same guy. <laughs> Hold on, it gets better. It gets better. This is the same oh, guy my Lord. whose refusal to get the COVID-19 vaccine torpedo a championship favorite, exacerbating the workload placed upon Kevin Durant last season while driving James Harden out of town. This is the same Kyrie who who tried to find a signing trade away from the Nets. The team he chose in 2019 only to return when he couldn't. And this is the same Kyrie who requested a trade barely two weeks after saying this. Quote. Dear Lord, do you hear him preaching? Do you hear him preaching, Lord? He is preaching. Well, I'm consistently in the lineup. That helps. We also don't have anyone who's who is halfway in in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Now, to all those who thinking this is going to be different because Kyrie's there on because Kyrie's there in Dallas and Mark Cuban is is the type of owner that would deal with crazy shit because he's crazy himself. That's fine. <laughs> if you think it's going to be yep. different, um, I have a bridge in Brooklyn. I'd love to sell you. Yes. We um, now have, there is now three teams worth of evidence that no matter how good things look on the, on the court, Kyrie's tenure is going to end poorly and most likely mm-hmm. without a title. This is the same Kyrie on which the Mavericks burnt their best blockbuster trade swing. Deeming it risky is the charitable slant. It verges yeah. reckless. Now, can I say, hold on. Can I say something really quick? Go really quick. Go really quick. I'm sorry. Go I don't mean to cut you off. It's just a yes or no question I want from the three of you. Um, when it comes to Kyrie, um, do you feel as though he always wants to leave when the team is winning and he's not the reason for? Because, and the only reason I asked that question is he was leaving. You know. Leaving Brooklyn, he he wanted to opt out of Brooklyn while they were winning, and people were like, well, I mean, they win games when you're not here. You just help when uh, Harden was there. Like Harden left because similar situation. Like, hey, like Kyrie wants to be the guy who causes them to win. Same situation in Boston. He wasn't expecting the you know the uh, Brown and Tatum you know tandem to honestly end up getting them through the playoffs. That's why Kyrie backed out during the playoffs, in my personal opinion. Also, when it comes to Cleveland, um, he wanted to be the superstar, and then they ended up going and drafting players who were, you know, just as competitive as him. He, I just think Kyrie feels as though, like, he has to be the one person that is the star. And if he's not, he's already on the way out mentally. And if he's but not going to mentally check out, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Q. But it's been it's been that way for the entirety of Kyrie's career, even when he was in even his one season at Duke. Okay, so so you're answering the question for me, like so you're you're saying a resounding yes. I'm agreeing with you and saying yes, Lou. Do you feel the same way? Like, do you feel like he, I don't think it's not that yeah. he doesn't like competition. I just feel like no, if he's not the the one, the two, and the three. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. When KD went out, it was like, okay, like people started to talk about Kyrie and, you know, his presentation and stuff like that. The moment 
that, you know, they start talking about Katie's going to be coming back and he's going to lead them to the playoffs because we all know what the truth is. Whenever Kyrie gets into the playoffs, he falls. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why Kyrie has to go to a team where there's either a one and he's a two or he's a one B to a one A. The issue with him is every team he's been on, he's thrived being the one B. He just doesn't like hearing that shit. When he well, was gone, you're the one B. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you look at him on the maps. He's definitely the one B on the, on the maps right now. Exactly. And so, that's the thing. Kyrie doesn't want to. Kyrie wants one. He wants one A or one money when he's a one B player. He's been a one B mm-hmm. player his entire NBA career. He's thrived the best when he was either, you know, under Tatum. And I hate to say under Tatum because he was the star on that team. But Tatum had his comeuppance as a result of the compliments of Kyrie. When Kyrie mm-hmm. noticed that, oh, yo, like he's actually a star. He's This isn't my team. This is, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum's team. I'm just here to compliment them. You know what people were starting to compare him to? And I remember this because Hugh and I were at the bar. They compared him to Chris Paul, not being a locker room guy. That was the first time I, they made the comparison of him and Chris Paul not being locker room guys and people not being able to work with them. But the difference with Chris Paul is he can be on a winning team and the team will win with or without him. When he comes in, I'm sorry, when Chris Paul is not there, they just start like declining because it's like, all right, whatever. Like Chris Paul, like he's the, the leader of our team. Kyrie's never led a team. He's always been on a team that was good with or without him. The only team when LeBron left. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, so, so, and as I, and I said, it goes all the way back to his, to his, uh, to his one year at Duke. Let me, t- let me just go mm-hmm. down that roster. Let me go down that roster. Remember, he only played nine games that season because he had a, he had a meniscus tear. Mm-hmm. Let me just run down this roster. The 2010-11 Duke Blue Devils. Seth Curry was on that team. Mm-mm-mm. Mason and Miles Plumlee was on that team. Kyle Singler was on that team. Nolan Smith was that, was on that team. He was the starting point guard. This is the year after. This is the, this is the season after Duke won the done won the national title in two thousand in in two thousand ten. Or was it Connecticut? Was it UConn? I can't remember. But uh, Ryan Kelly was on that team. Remember, Ryan Kelly was a stud at Duke. Yes, indeed. Tyler Thornton was on that team. He was a fr- he was a freshman along with Kyrie. That's really the only team he's that's the only team he led. He only led him for nine games. What only led him for nine games? Yes. Absolutely. Um, but you, Q, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I know but you were, you, but, you were actually getting to a very important point. And I'm just looking at when his birth his birthday. His birthday is March 23rd. You know whose birthday that is? Oh, yep. Greg, you yep. know whose birthday I, that is? Yep. Let's keep on moving on. That explains it all. Let's keep moving on. Oh, my goodness. We don't we don't speak names here. We're just... The, the evidence is right there. Um, my, my last little point on Kyrie, and this is just going to be it for me for a while. I want to actually see him on Wednesday and how he presents... Um, he seems to be happy about the move. Here's the issue. He always seems happy with the move. Until he realizes that 
he he's not the guy there. Like he likes. Yeah. Well, no, Kyrie just all. No, and I I don't know how true this is, but like, wasn't Kyrie like a military brat? Yes, his father. Like, it's yeah. So, I, 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 let, let, let me find a correlation here, and, and like, help help me walk through this one because I need both of you guys' opinion on this. Kyrie enjoys being the new kid in the classroom. That's why every team that he goes to, they embrace him being there until they figure out, like, uh, you know, once you turn the lights on, you realize, like, yo, like this is what he looks like in the daylight. You're like, oh fuck! Like, I, every team has to. Every team he's been on has witnessed this shit. Duke, like you said, fucking Cleveland, uh, Boston, Brooklyn. Like everybody's going to be happy with Kyrie until they turn the lights on. Until that honeymoon phase come, you know, finally wears off. Until that moment when people realize, like, oh, you know, he's not just a new kid in the classroom. He probably ended up doing some crazy shit at his last school that got him here. Or, and this is the tie-in, and now I want y'all to confirm or deny it. He's you know, growing up to be a military brat, and I hate using that term, but in this instance, I'm using it. Being able to float and move around whenever he wants to, he's been spoiled by saying, you know what? I don't have to be places long because I have my options. I can go other places if I want to. That, that's just my personal opinion and my personal take on it. Y'all can agree or disagree, but it just feels like that's translated to the NBA. Once he's tired of a situation, he wants to move completely away from it. He doesn't want to change it to fix it. He doesn't want to help. He just wants to leave. And that's because his entire fucking life, he's been able to say, you know what? I'm not going to be in any given place for too long. I'm not going to plant my feet here. I'm not going to, you know, you know, soil my oats or anything because eventually I'm going to leave. He literally told Boston, hey, my dad played here. I would love to retire here. He said that shit. Then he said, you know what? I want to be my own man. I want to go into, you know, to Brooklyn and make myself known. Like, be the, be the superstar that I think I am. Went to Brooklyn, <laughs> that shit did work out. A lot of that. Going all the way back to Cleveland. And then, oh, and then, and then his reason for going back to for wanting to go to Brooklyn was going home. Because he grew up yep. in Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you trying oh, to tell me man. everywhere is, that you feel like you call? Where is Habibi right now? Where, 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 where? where is Habibi? Yo, where's Habibi? Where's I can't wait for Habibi to come back on and be like, yo, like it, it, it's going to be the wildest fucking voicemail I've ever heard in my life. I know it to be true. <laughs> um, but I, I, I do want to say this, and this is my last point on like Kyrie, because I want to end on a positive note with him. I really hope that he is forced to prove himself for his first time in his career on a team that truthfully needs him. Every other trade that has happened for Kyrie put him in a better situation. Not the team. This team right here, this Dallas Mavs team, like I don't feel like they're in a better position. He has to prove why he was their option. He has to. He has no other choice. I look at this team now with fucking JaVale McGee on their bench. And I have to say, you know what? I just want the best for this squad. And if Kyrie can't get it done, luckily it's a trial run. I want him not out of the league. I want him playing for somebody like the fucking San Antonio Spurs. I want him playing for... I'm trying to think of it. Honestly, this is the first time I might ever say this in Kyrie's career. No team, no team wants him. He doesn't fit anywhere else. 
He just fits Dallas. Damn. Damn. He he, he really only fits Dallas. That, that that's it. That's my that's my point. I think that's the only team he fits. Well, what I was going to say real quick is you said this in a group chat, I think, yesterday, Greg, when the news came out mm-hmm. that he was traded to Dallas. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's going to ruin Luka. And you said that. You, you you thought that he was going to ruin Luka's, not necessarily his career, but mm-hmm. if Kyrie stays past this year in Dallas, like for another two years, mm-hmm. eh, I feel bad for Luka. I really remember. Do. Yeah. Remember, Luca has a player has a player option in twenty twenty for the twenty twenty six twenty seven season, so he can opt out at the twenty six. Luca, Mark Cuban is a uh, he's a one of a kind businessman. He's not letting Luca leave. He'll let Kyrie walk in a heartbeat. He's not gonna let Luca leave. I, there's just no way. Yeah. Well, strange. All I have to say is, stranger things have happened. <laughs> stranger things have happened. That is true. That is true. All right. So, um, ooh, I'm tired of talking about the NBA. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the NBA next week and our super, after our super after our Super Bowl recap because after after Thursday we'll have a clear picture of um, what's going on in the league. The trade deadline would have passed. We would start. We were going to start seeing some buyouts happen for the players who didn't get traded, who want to lead their teams. Um, so that's it on it. That's it on the. Uh, that's it on the NBA. We'll go over the All Star team, All Star teams next oh, week. Oh no! Wait! 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 Go ahead. Wait! One! One! One second! One second! One second! Um, and this is NBA related. Next week, I'm going to put the soundboard together because. The one thing that we didn't speak on, but I, I definitely want to play this clip because it matters to me so much because we've talked about it a lot. Fucking John ja Morant. Um, Shannon Sharp went on his uh, on his show today and he mentioned the way that John ja Morant has been carrying himself ever since he did that interview. And he's being like the, the on court. I'm sorry, the off court super thug and, you know, presenting himself to be like who he is. And he's not. Like when you when your daddy's showing up to all your games and you're presenting to be like some thug and you, you gotta you gotta carry the toolie and you gotta do all this. I, I really implore people. I'm going to I'm going to play it next week. And the reason why I say it is because when it comes to John Morant, like ever since he said that interview about like, oh, I'm not scared of anybody in the West. They've been losing convincingly, convincingly. And then I won't say they're not good. They aren't who they think they are. They are frauds. So the fact that when it comes to Memphis, they had all the potential in the world and their egos got ahead of them. We definitely need to touch on that next week. Well, obviously, we'll talk about the Super Bowl and everything like that. But I, I want to start the show, Q, even before we get to wrestling. I want to play that clip because there are a lot of these athletes who pretend to be who they think they are and they're not those guys. So I'm going to just leave that there and we can move on. Okay. Okay, a lot of it, a lot of uh, reasons. Uh, some of the reasons that, that the that the uh, say the Grizzlies have been losing because Jaw has been out. Like he yep. was out. He was out yesterday. I think the Grizzlies played tonight. I think he's out. To, he's out tonight. And he's been. He's been. In, he, uh, he's been dealing with. He's been dealing with a couple of different injuries. Um, they're still number two in the West. So yeah, that's that's, that's that. Um, but anyway. 
Yes, sir. Let's get on. Let's get on to um let's get on to the NFL. So we had some some things happen in the NFL. Um one and I'm gonna spend a grand total of two seconds on this. Tom Brady retired again. And this time he dances for mm-hmm. real. Uh today he today he went on um on Colin Cowherd's that fucker show and said that he won't start his Fox career television, his broadcasting career until um, the twenty the, the twenty twenty four season. He wants to learn. He wants to learn broadcasting. Get all that. Basically, he doesn't want to be a he doesn't want to be a Tony Romo. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's so good. That's that's that's, good. that's it. Um, <laughs> that's it. Tom Brady. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Shout out to the person who ended up selling the sand that Tom Brady sat on on eBay for $10,000. Oh, my like, God. Not, I not love 10, to see it. Uh, no, yeah, it, it, was, it was beautiful to see. You got to love it. It, it made me so happy. And I'm going to shut up there. Yes. A vial of the sand went for $99,000 on eBay. So beautiful, so beautiful, He's so great, <laughs> so good. Oh my god, gotta, oh. gotta love that guy, man. Shout out to Tom Brady. Also, Giselle, look at you now. You're, you're, you're dating your kid's yoga instructor, and <laughs> three hundred. Wow, I knew I knew my guy was gonna come out on top. I knew he was gonna come out on top, yo. Like, damn, like even when he loses, he wins. Yo, who else oh, do you man. know that ends up like God? I, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to do it. Uh, Q, are you about to go to Super Bowl? Because I, I just have one piece of news that I, I want to talk about that was breaking. And, no, go ahead. All right, really quick. Um, we remember at the beginning of the football season, we all went through our list of like our top like quarterbacks and running backs and wide receivers and stuff like that, right? And mm. for the most part, we all had Keenan Allen in our top ten. Well. Um, what I found out through a, a beat writer on Twitter is apparently the San Diego Chargers feel like Keenan Allen is not worth the money, and they are going to let him and Jared and Gerald Everett walk. Okay, the so you, like okay, so you know who's their you know who's their new offensive coordinator is Kellen Moore. Who is this? Kellen Moore. Oh Jesus Christ! You know what? You know what? And didn't he do the same thing with Detroit too? No, I want to say always, that was Kellen Moore. He's always been with Dallas. He's always been with Dallas. Oh, he was oh, he, he was the backup you know quarterback and then moved into coaching. He was well, almost back uh, again. And then moved into coaching. Disgusting, the disgusting behavior. I didn't want to spend too much time on this. We can we can put a pin on this for next week. But the fact Ooh. that I know that we all had Keenan Allen in our top ten. Um, and they're like, going to give him his walking papers to go to a team like fucking Kansas. Are you crazy? There, I don't. I, um, I, I know that I saw the tweet, and I know who it came from. Dolph Kleinman is is a respectable voice in, in 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 NFL circles. I think they're just doing this. I think they're just putting tea leaves out there. They're going to restructure his contract right now. Send uh, the LA Chargers are yeah. t- over twenty two million. They're $22 million over the cap. They're going to restructure his contract. Mm-hmm. I they're not going to let Gerald so Everett Q go. And because the re- they have no backup after him. Well, well no, not, not just Gerald Everett. 
We, we talking about our guy, like Keenan Allen. Like, yeah, I'm they're going to restart like, his contract. Do what you need to do with him. They have to. And not because, like, it matters to anybody else but me, but, like, when it comes to Keenan Allen, like, he's he's a quiet receiver who, even though, like, he's always been at the dispense of a good quarterback, and that is true. Like, he's always had his entire career a a capable quarterback to get him the ball. That's why his stats have and, been his stats. And now, at Jay Hurt, and now Hurt. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, me saying this in closing, um, they are going to absolutely hate it if he ends up going to fucking Kansas City or Oakland with Aaron Rodgers. Because apparently Aaron Rodgers said, I'm not going to San Francisco. Nobody wants you, sir. So there's that. You have fun with that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's already basically. Yeah. When I say nobody wants me, I mean Devontae already said I I want him here. Yeah, which it, it's fine for me. Um, I I'll let that be that. My mm-hmm. um, if I could give an award, um, I, I don't have a name for this award. It's just a positivity award for me. Um, I, I just want to say like shout out to AJ Green for kind of like retiring when he knew his body was like nah, I, I can't give any more. Like he had some very successful like years in the NFL. Seven-time pro bowler. For me, I always, yeah, I always feel like an extent of gratitude when I see a player that knows when it's time to hang it up, actually hang it up, and they do it quietly. They don't go on some diatribe or something like that or say, "Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to just like no, just retire." And AJ Green had a solid year last year. If it wasn't for Kyler Murray and Arizona being Arizona, okay, and and. To his final play, and his final, and what mm-hmm. turned out to be his final game, he caught a seventy-seven yard touchdown and a beautiful one at that. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, going out like on your shield is a good thing. I just, I really wanted to bring it up because I don't know if I would remember it next week, but I always feel like prideful when I see players that have either won me something in fantasy football or players that I resonate with and I actually enjoy just truthfully hanging it up. Um, if only Julio Jones would just finally put us out of our misery and say, you know what, I'm going to be done. But I think he's going to be that player that, you know, is perpetually on a team because they think they need him and he's not going to do anything for you. Um, he's going to be, who's going to pick him up? He's going to be T.O. He's going to be, he's, he's going to be T.O. with yeah. the, all the T.O. baggage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that was my last ditch effort. Let, let's get into the Super Bowl queue because boy, oh boy. Oh, your right. boy. So mm-hmm. we have this is so today's kickoff of Super Bowl week. We have five days to go before well, yeah, well right at the at the time of this recording, six days to go um, until Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, we have the two number one seeds the, in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs, going against the NFC's number one seed, the Philadelphia Eagles. I I want to I still want to puke in my mouth saying that Philadelphia Eagles um so we know that last week I think it was last Thursday no last Friday mm-hmm. was the five-year anniversary of the Eagles winning their first Super Bowl title um the anniversary of Philly special that game <laughs> that game um and now we have the Andy Reid Bowl Andy Reid coached both teams he got the Eagles to a Super Bowl um in uh, in 2005, 
Yeah, I was in college then. 2005, Philly was going crazy then. Um, they didn't win. That's the game that Donovan McNabb puked on the field. Uh, and going against the Chiefs, who are in their third Super Bowl in the last four, making a third Super Bowl appearance in the last four years. Um, we know that Kansas City is hurting on the receiver end. Um, Nicole Hartman was just placed on IR, IR again today, so he will not play in the Super Bowl. Um, Jesus Christ. I think Juju was dealing with an injury. Uh, um, What's his, his finger hurt from making too many TikToks? <laughs> Damn. I think, yeah, I think he's dealing with an injury. <laughs> he's dealing with an injury. MVS, uh, Marquez Valdez, Scantling is dealing with an injury. Um, we had, I know, just reading the stories, uh, just reading the stories, but again, I did not watch any, I was not able to watch any of your game. Uh, neither game. I saw like maybe four minutes of the, the Eagles game as I was um, hold on to the story. Um, but um, the, the 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 Chiefs are banged up on in on the in the receiver core, um, and they're going. We have the Chiefs going up against the best. The Chiefs defense going up against the arguably the best offensive line in the NFL. Um, in, in the Eagles, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what excites me, and I don't know, it sh- this sh- shouldn't excite me, but you know, it's just a sign of the times. You have two black quarterbacks going up against each other for the first time in NFL history, in Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Um, it's almost like. You know, when the Bears and the Colts played each other in the Super Bowl and they had the first and it was, you know, two black head coaches going against each other mm-hmm. for the first time in history and Lovey Smith and Tony Dungy. Uh, so I guess that's, you know, a proud black history moment that shouldn't be it should be that way every year, regardless of race. Like but that's a tired tribe for, for another time. Um, mm-hmm. Who you got? Let's just let's just get down to the nitty gritty. Like we have mm. the two best offenses, two best offenses in the league. We have a uh, a very potent uh, a very potent Eagles defense. We have two game records on on the Chiefs and uh, Chris Jones mm. and Frank Clark. Who? So this is basically this is basically an. It's almost like it's an even matchup. It's like it's an evenly match. It's going to yeah. be an evenly match game, especially on offense. Who yeah. wins this game? Who is um, going to be crowned? You, you go ahead. The champion of Super Bowl Fifty Seven. You go ahead, Lou. Um. Well, y'all probably aren't going to like me or invite me back after this, but uh, <laughs> um, I, I think Philly. I'm not going to say easily wins the game, but I think like the first half will be very competitive. And then like second half, Philly runs away with it and Philly wins. I will say 38 to 24, 38, 23. Cool. Ooh. That's not close. That's a blowout. Yeah, I, I um, think they run away with it second half. 
I'm going to say I need Kansas City to win because they are owed a Super Bowl from the one that they gave Brady. Um, I've looked into a whole bunch of conspiracy theories, and you know the 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 trending topic in the past nine days that have happened leading up to the Super Bowl have been that the NFL is scripted um, to the point where there was also a tweet that it's trending, but it's not trending as much as it should because of the fact that people think, Oh, area Foster, that Arian the Foster actual tweet. score. Oh yeah, that one. But people have, you know, well, not people, a person has gone and looked at the score that's supposed to be happening for the Super Bowl. They are already predicting the score of the Super Bowl to be, 37-34. That's what Matt... Yeah. Um, that's what Matt, Matt simulated. Yeah, no, no, no. Somebody went, and you know how when you look at, like, third world countries who already received the t-shirts and, you know, like, oh, like, this, you know, impoverished country or continent, they mm-hmm. ended they up the getting team. the shirts mm-hmm. of the country. They said, like, 18-1, and one, right? The team, the team that loses. Exactly. Yeah. So... Yeah, so they are saying that it's going to be 37 to 34. And I believe they said it was supposed to be the Eagles. Um, And that was because I guess people believe in the Eagles. This is what I believe in. The NFL narrative. Everybody knows this is the Andy Reid Bowl. And I want you guys to not only document what I'm about to say, I want you to play it in your parlays. I want you to look at it on FanDuel. I want you to go and present it in however way you want to, because this is going to make you money. If Greg does it any time of the year, it's going to be the Super Bowl. Q will tell you, if Antonio Brown caught that last pass from Brady, I am up. $782,000. $782,000. Q, am I lying? No, you're not lying. So, the fact that it says that this kid hacked the NFL database and found the script that the Eagles will win and put the bet in. Let me explain to you what the score is supposed to be. Now, Lou, I agree with everything you said. And I'm going to get to my prediction in a minute, but I, I think this matters. I'm going to send you guys in our group chat right now this photo because not only is it heavily plausible, it is some shit that I almost guarantee is going to be in the opposite. Almost guarantee. And I'll explain why. First quarter, they have the Kansas City Chiefs up 10 nothing in the first quarter. Then in the second quarter, they have the Kansas City Chiefs scoring 14 points and have the Eagles scoring 13. In the third quarter, they have the Philadelphia. Yeah, so 24-13. Third quarter... They have the Eagles scoring 11 points and Kansas City scoring zero. And then in the final, uh, I'm assuming I can't see where it says fourth, and I don't feel like doing math, but they have the Kansas City Chiefs scoring 10, and I'm assuming that would 13. be what? That would be 13. 13. Uh, and the Eagles, probably a last-minute field goal, right? Which I'm all for, but this can go either way for this. And the only reason I say it, that it could possibly be, uh, possibly be true is because not only do they have the time of the game correct, they have the attendance of the game correct. As of you know the tickets that they've approximately sold so far, they're about four thousand off. So mm. I, I definitely see the score happening. Um, I just see it in Kansas City's favor for one of multiple variants. Um, 
and it's going to be players. I'm not going to tell you like specific plays or anything like that. Um, Sky Moore is going to have a game. Everybody's expecting him to be Travis Kelsey. He's going to get his numbers. He's going to get his seven targets for 83 yards. And please don't quote me if that comes out right. Like if that does, that's crazy. But he's going to have what seven catches for 83 yards. Uh, Juju is going to have his normal bullshit numbers. He's going to have like six targets, two receptions for like 26. We're gonna be like, yo, what the f- what the fuck did you do in the Super Bowl? Like, <laughs> like if Juju gets the Super Bowl ring, which it, I'm I'm predicting he's going to get a Super Bowl ring. He's going to be that Super Bowl champion that ends up going to like Arizona to replace AJ Green because he's not staying. They're cutting his ass. He is well, on he's the a chopping block signed, almost immediately. He only signed, he only signed a one year deal. He signed a, he signed They're going to cut him the day after the Super Bowl. Q. Like he's I said, a free agent. Fuck the he's proof. A free agent. They're going to they. You can be no. They're going to cut him they're, before he can even get to free agency. They're going to take his key card and like, hey, you can't even come back in here. We don't have no negotiation. He has done. <laughs> I think he's had in the last in the last eight games, he scores maybe a hundred and five yards. Maybe that's sad. That is absolutely sad. That's ridiculous. But Sky Moore, I feel like he's going to have sixty yards. Um, I I definitely feel like Patrick Mahomes. He's not going to have the, you know, the 300 yards people are predicting. I, I don't think it at all. What I do believe in, though, I highly believe in, is Isaiah Pacheco. He's going to leave Earth. He's going to leave Earth. He's, he's crossing 100 yards on the Eagles. Everybody swears up and down that, the you know, the Eagles run defense is going to be this good. They're trying to make Isaiah Pacheco a thing. And the reason. Oh, I and and, and they, they, they may be. I can, I can I can fact check you on uh, on his last since week fourteen since week fourteen mm-hmm. week fourteen they played Denver yeah eleven targets nine catches seventy four yards and a touchdown mm-hmm. uh, against mm-hmm. Houston ten targets ten receptions eighty eight yards no touchdowns against Seattle four targets three catches was twenty seven yards against Denver again three. Three targets, two catches for 21 yards. Against the, the Raiders, two targets, two catches, 35 yards. Uh, against Jacksonville in the, in the divisional, he had two targets, two catches, mm-hmm. 29 yards. And against Cincinnati, mm-hmm. he had one target, one catch, seven yards. And he was injured that game. Yeah. So roughly, I said, what, one, what I say, like 108 or something like that? I was a little bit off. So he hasn't crossed 150 total yards in eight games. Disgusting behavior, Q. Disgusting behavior. Not as disgusting as what's going to happen if my guy does not get one fucking rebound in the next like three minutes. I'm just. I'm, Thank you. My parlay needs. The, I'm, I've been. I've been staring at it. I've rebound. been refreshing. Yo, he just. He like what was this guy's name? Uh, marketing or whatever. Uh, marketing. He has seven mm-hmm. fucking rebounds. All I he, there's three minutes left. They're down by what nine? Uh, he needs down by ten. The ball for a rebound. Yeah, down by ten. I just need to get one fucking rebound. One. If he here's the thing. If he gets one rebound, we honestly I, I don't want to. Like speak it into existence, but I feel don't as though, don't don't, don't jinx it, don't jinx it, don't jinx it. Just let it roll, let it roll. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, I, <laughs> I will do that. He just got an offensive foul. He just got a fucking offensive foul. So he has to, he has to get a rebound. 
But either way, Q, um, my score, because we, we, I've gone long. Um, my official score is somewhat similar to lose. I think it will be 38-35. And the reason why I say it's going to be 38-35 is everybody is hoping for the 37-34 because of the, the screenshot that you've seen. I feel like it's going to be a first half full of field goals, and then it's going to be a heavy throw second half. Leading to the game being 35-35, like we, you know, we usually see in a Super Bowl, and then it ending on a Harrison Bucker 56-yard field goal to win the Super Bowl. Wow. Um, Sound crazy, right? (laughs) No. Sounds plausible. It definitely sounds plausible. All right. So here's my... Here's my prediction. And I, I I enter this prediction with the following caveats. Mahomes is dealing with that high ankle sprain. Um, mm-hmm. He's dealing with that high ankle sprain, so he can't run like he normally can, but he can he can still throw the he can still sling the rock. Um, it's not gonna be so he's not gonna he's not gonna kill the Eagles so much in the deep passing game. Kelsey gets I think Kelsey goes over hundred. Sky Moore definitely has a game because he has to. Definitely has himself a game because uh, everyone else is injured. Um, I think he has at least the floor. I would say his floor is 75 yards. His ceiling ceiling could be 110. Um, Now, on the Eagles, Jalen Hurts is still dealing with that shoulder injury. And AJ Brown was wearing the red non-contact jersey in practice, so he's dealing with the injury mm. himself. Mm-hmm. I see. Oh God, I'm gonna puke in my mouth saying this. I see the Eagles winning this. This is going to be. Like I guess you got two evenly matched teams on offense, not so much on defense. You know the Eagles are far more superior on defense. Mm-hmm. This is going to be 31-27 Eagles. Wow, Q. Okay. And again, okay. I'm wow. going to puke in my mouth wow. saying that. You know I hate the Eagles. All right. There Eagles. Wait, so are, we, are we saying that we're literally Are we really doing a Super Bowl where you both pick the team that y'all both said y'all didn't even want to win? the game after the wild card weekend, we all collectively said we didn't want the Eagles to win. I don't think I did. I don't want I know y'all don't, or I know Q doesn't. But I don't know if I said, did I say that? And I'm starting to hate them too. No, no. Well, here's the thing. Lou, you, you had said that you weren't sure if they would make the Giants game a, like... A close game. I think that's how you were worded. Oh, like okay. it wouldn't be a close okay. game, which it wasn't. But you know, like I, I guess since we didn't do actual predictions, you just said it wouldn't be a close game. So okay. that be it. That. But um, damn, oh, I man, had the I, I had the Eagles. I had the Eagles losing. I had the Eagles losing to to Forty Niners. I, I wanted to see a San Francisco. Yeah, I did too. I wanted to see a San Francisco Kansas City Super Bowl. 
And then uh, Brock Purdy got Absolutely. hurt. Josh Johnson, Josh Johnson. Um, they, Jimmy could have played, but they didn't dress him. Where they couldn't, they only dressed two quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, I think the league needs to address that next year, um, just for the playoffs. Like, yep. teams should be able to dress a third quarterback, and it, and mm-hmm. and that third quarterback can only play if both if the if the starter and the backup are knocked out of the game, which clearly happened. Like. Brock said he couldn't even he couldn't throw five yards after after he hurt his elbow. Yeah, they brought him back in because Josh yeah, Johnson he had a concussion. They had to run. Yeah, and, 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 they were handing off every play. Yeah. All right, I want a prediction from both of you guys. All right. <laughs> Who's your Super Bowl MVP? Fucking rebound. Oh, um, Kelsey. Mm. Julian Edelman-esque play where we're like, oh, like that right there won Kansas City the game. Like, he has to have one, he has to have a Julian Edelman game in order for yeah, him to does. win. So it makes sense why he has to win MVP. Like, the only way Kansas City wins is if he went, you know, MVP. We, we already know what the fuck Mahomes can do, but the fact that It'll be one of those Cinderella stories where people are like, well, Mahomes did it on one leg, so yeah, he he deserves the. I'm like, yeah, he he does deserve it, but you know who else does? Fucking Travis Kelsey. Like Travis Kelsey deserves to literally hold the MVP up for literally being the only. He's the only person on that team that wants to catch the ball. Like if if we could get the league to say, you know what, like players who don't deserve a ring. Juju Smith-Schuster should literally be number one on that list in Kansas City who does not deserve a ring. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like, nothing about him screams, you know what? I'm playing to win. Juju Smith-Schuster is playing for a contract. He can give a fuck less about anything else. He would be completely fine going back to Pittsburgh and losing and just having... Oh, we don't want him. We don't want him. Oh, Oh, absolutely not. And you know why they don't want him? It's because they know and they acknowledge that they've made that mistake. When you've acknowledged the fact that, hey, you really made him out to be the one A on the team and he wasn't, yeah, it's time to hang it up. It's time to hang it up. But Juju, absolutely not. Uh, McCole Hartman, they try to make him out to be like something that he wasn't, which was like, you know, uh, a stud when he was just an injury-prone receiver who caught a couple passes. He was baby cheater. Yeah, basically. Basically, I, I, I can't see it in my heart, man. Some, something about it just does not sit right for me. So, um, Kansas City, I fully expect them to go, I, you know, let Juju walk, go get Keenan Allen, get Kelsey some help. But when it comes to MVP, Travis Kelsey, I, he's the only person I want to win MVP. Sadly, I say even if they lose, Travis Kelsey, I would want him to win MVP again. Yeah, go ahead and give the fucking Eagles the the Super Bowl. When it comes to MVP of that game, I'm telling you, he's he's going to have 16 targets. He's going in the flat, like downfield. Right. He has to. Like I said, basically, yeah. I, if if Kansas City wins, it's going to be because of, it's going to be because of Mahomes throwing intermediate and. And that is where Sky Moore and Travis Kelsey are going to feast. Yep. So, all right. I'm going to give an MVP for each team. 
if the if the Chiefs win, it's going to be healthy. If the Eagles win, which I am am predicting, again I'm going to vomit in my mouth. Um, it's going to be either Jalen Hurts or um, Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith, that's crazy. That's crazy, well, bro. I like it. I, 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 I like see it. that. AJ Brown. Exactly. Smith, yeah. Devontae Smith is 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 going to be super super important. I mean, and this could Devontae be. Is crazy. And I if agree. Devonte Smith is going to be Dallas Goddard. All right. Okay. So, how about I, you pick? I understand it? that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, here's the thing, because you you picked the Eagles player for MVP, right? And I appreciate that because I I, I do think it matters. Um, here's who I'm going to pick as the Eagles MVP if they win, because the only way they're going to win the Super Bowl, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is one of the few players on that team that you know for a fact he's going to get his numbers, without a doubt. He, he's going to get his numbers. The Eagles' run defense isn't that great to begin with, so it's not like you know, he has to contend with anybody outside of, uh, what's his name, Kenneth uh, Gainwell getting an 11-yard catch or uh, Boston Scott, like, vulturing a touchdown, right? That, that's all he really has to worry about. Outside of that, if Miles Sanders can get a touchdown and maybe – like a a game ceiling like first down. Yo, what? Oh, he's cutting in and out. Wow, you there, Greg. Hey, there you go. Yeah, so pretty much in a nutshell, I have Miles Sanders as the MVP for the Eagles and Travis Kelsey. For Kansas City, Mahomes already solidified. So there's that. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, Greg was right. Uh, well, all right. I'll pick one for the uh, for the Chiefs too. But um, my my pick for the Eagles would was going to be Miles Sanders. He's going to be the reason they win. Uh, and if the Chiefs somehow win, hmm, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to be obvious about it, but I mean, it, it probably have to, I don't think it's going to be Kelsey like you two think it is. I mean, yeah, he's going to have 17 targets or whatnot, but they're going to double them. So, that's a fact. I'm just. That's a fact. I mean, you know, I'm just gonna say it's gonna be Mahomes then. Well, here's the thing: if they double him and he still gets 100 yards, like, well, then, then yes, just, like, solidify. Yes, like, yes, you are absolutely right. Like, imagine being double with now you're working on like two other receivers who are out. When I say out, like I feel like Juju's just been out the entire playoffs. Um, then you have fucking. Um, like you got Juju out, you got Hartman out, uh, Sky Moore. He he's going to have to produce now. Um, who who is the MVS guy who's trying to make? MVS is oh yeah, MVS MVS is not hundred percent. Yes. So you, honestly, when I look at the depth chart for Kansas City, that shit don't look pretty. 
I honestly, I don't even have a parlay in the Super Bowl right now because it's like, oh, the numbers are so low. But the thing is, with the look, with the numbers being so low, that means that somebody has to get somebody has to eat. But it's like, how how does Travis Kelsey eat unless like he's getting every slant the entire game? So if it's not him getting the slants every game, it's going to be Isaiah Pacheco eating away at the clock. And when I say eating away at the clock, like I'm saying three straight downs. He's literally running the fucking ball. But I can't see Kansas City winning the football game by doing what every other team thought that they could do against the Eagles and failed at, which is running the ball to burn the clock. Kansas City has never been a team that is attempting to run the ball to burn the clock. They rely on Mahomes' arm. So I just really hope. You know, I really hope Travis Kelsey gets fucking 11 targets for 119 yards and a touchdown. And we hope to see Sky Moore. That's it. And then you'll see Sky Moore. And I think, like, the 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 sleeper for Kansas City is going to be Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He was activated off IR today. Um, yep, I was just going to say that. He was activated off the IR today. I think he's going to be, I think, I think he's going to be a sleeper. Wow. And I'm only saying wow because my fucking parlay got to be got to be fucking kidding me. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy. He misses the layup and doesn't even try to go get the rebound. What the? F- are, are you watching the game? Live, bro. NBA oh, pass. Damn. Right. oh, I got you. Um, yeah, 15 seconds left. All we needed was one fucking rebound. One. And I, I shit you not when I tell you that we're about to end the show. Lou will tell you, this is the best fucking parlay I have done. And Laurie Menarkin, he's out of the game officially. So that's done. Mm. <laughs> so there goes our plow. <laughs> that, that's the parlay right there. Q, yep. We went. We went how many games straight? We went five games straight. When I say we won every single, if he's the one person that made me lose it by one rebound, man. Oh my God. Well, that's only $5,000 I don't have. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't fucking believe that. I, I know we're talking about Super Bowl, but even Lou will tell you, we've been sweating it out for the last two games. Mm-hmm. Both went through. It went with ease. Shit, this, the fucking um, Milwaukee game he's, is going on right now. Giannis yeah. is literally, he, he's making the mark on the game in the first half. We're good. Malarkin just literally, uh, marking in or whatever, he just mm. needed one rebound <laughs> one i mean yeah oh, and that God. uh that, that gold state game too um uh we, we had clay thompson he's he's going off right now he's got 33 points yeah. <laughs> oh okay jordan, jordan Poole needs three more points to get his draymond needs uh oh, i'm about to just shut up <laughs> I must just shut up. 
It does. <laughs> one, one rebound. Oh, oh my God. God. We, we, we literally had the. Got to be kidding Lou. me. Yo. And I told Lou, I was like, yo, this is the one. I said this shit all fucking game, all day. All day, I was like, yo, like, I, I, I have a feeling about this one. Who, who has a feeling about a fucking 25 leg parlay? No one. <laughs> no one. But, but, Lou, the fact that we literally went right now, what it looks like, 24 for 25 on a parlay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pain. One, That's all I can say. Pain. Oh my god. So, so I, I know we about to wrap it up. Let me let me just tell you what the parlay was for anybody who wants to know. Somebody's going to message me like, "Yo, what was the parlay?" All right. So we we had Jalen Brown who got voided because he was out, right? But we did the parlay early enough that it got voided. Um, Jason Tatum was supposed to score four assists and have twenty points. He did that. Robert Williams was supposed to have eight rebounds. He had thirteen. Uh, Jalen Duran uh, had six rebounds, and Jaden Ivey had 10 points. I think he had 15, actually, right? So that was the Celtics and Pistons. For the Clippers and the Nets, we needed Kawhi to score 20, and we needed Paul George to score 15. Paul George actually scored like 25, 26 points. So 26. I went under, yeah. I, I went under because I never I, – I can't trust Paul George. Q has taught me that Paul George should not be trusted. George on primetime TV. George Paul, whatever. Either way, I went 15, he did 26. Here's the thing. If I would have honestly went 20, that would have even been more money for Lou and I. So there's that. Then I had uh, Zubak, who had eight rebounds. He eclipsed that. I think he had like 10 or 11, right? That was that game against the Nets and the Clippers. We, we swept those first two games. Then we go to Houston and uh, Sacramento. We sweated this game out until like the last two minutes of the game. We had literally, yeah. We had four assists from him, and we had Jabari Smith for four rebounds. Right, cool. So now we're at what game? One, two, three games. We swept those. We needed uh McCarn uh McCarnian or whatever to have eight rebounds, and we needed Mike. Yeah, marketing eight rebounds, and we needed Mike Conley to have six assists. Mike Conley had the six assists in the third quarter. It's just that. Mm-hmm. Mark uh, McCarney and whatever, he literally, the entire third and fourth, the entire third and fourth quarter, he just sat at the three-point line hoping to get a pass. He, he didn't even bother to get the eighth rebound. The entire hey, fourth Greg, quarter, he just sat at the line. What's up? You remember what I said to you earlier today? What's that? When we were texting and you showed me this this parlay and stuff, uh-huh. yep. you remember exactly what I said to you. What I was a little nervous about. What I was scared about. Yeah, yeah. Let, 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 let me let let me go ahead and look back at the. <laughs> let me go look at. Let me go look at go, it. Go scroll scroll oh up and look god. exactly what I said. Oh my god! I'm gonna be so pissed if it was him. Um. Mm-hmm. Yep. The only ones I kind of paused at was the Lori eight rebounds. And <laughs> That's it. Oh my god, yo! Oh, oh my god! And uh-huh. then, that's, like, that's not even the end of the parlay. So oh, we no. got Milwaukee and Portland, right? Giannis twenty five points, Dane twenty five points. That that should be a standard, right? Then you got Josh Hart six rebounds. He had that in the first half. So there's that. 
Then you got Giannis with 10 rebounds. He had seven in the first quarter. Four assists, he had that in the first quarter. Anthony Simmons had 10 points in the first quarter. That, that slate's done. It's the third quarter. They still got a whole nother quarter. That's done. Then we have the third quarter for the Oklahoma City and Golden State game. We had Shy, 25 points. I, I feel like he's going to make the 25 points. Klay Thompson, uh, according to Lou, already's at that. He yeah, Klay's got at that. Yeah, it's four minutes left at a third. He's already at 33 points. Exactly. Draymond Green, eight rebounds. I'm pretty sure he hit that number. I don't even have to he's, look. I, I'm, well, he's, I'm looking right now. He, he's got seven rebounds. Dis- disgusting behavior. Fucking mm-hmm. disgusting. But, and then the last two, Jordan Poole, you said he's, already, well, he's three points away from 15 points. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then we had Draymond with six assists. Um, he's at three. He's, he's at, at three, three he's right now. He's going to get it. And then finally, we have Josh Giddy with six rebounds. He he has and five. He, he has five. five. <laughs> <laughs> we literally missed by one fucking rebound. I'm not playing tomorrow sleep. I'm not playing tomorrow sleep. I feel like if I'm going to go out with a bang to try to make this to make this money, I'm going to make this money either Wednesday because it's the mega slate for NBA or Sunday for the Super Bowl. But here's the thing. I've already made my like lineups for the Super Bowl. I'm not playing any more slates. I feel like the NFL is going to try to rob us. So fuck them. I'll, I'll play the NBA slate on Wednesday. Whatever money I lose is the money I lose. But the fact that he could not get one more rebound. Let me just explain to you how much money I put in. I put 45 total dollars into the parlays today. 45. The one I, the one I put $10 in, right? That was going to give me a payout of about $1,000. Not that much. I missed it by that one rebound. Pain. It's all real six. Yeah. Pain. Uh, yeah. Beat. This, is, this, is, this is fucking... Kyrie Irving's fault. I'm I'm quiet for the rest of the episode. Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> wow. Well, I, I I guess oh, well. uh, abbreviated uh, awards uh, section. The Bill O'Brien, no, you done fucked up. Right award goes to Lori Marketing for. Thank you. <laughs> that was gonna be that was gonna be my award too. Yeah, I straight I straight up was gonna say that was my award too. And I guess you can throw in the Adam Gates Why You Still Here Award because, uh, yeah, one rebound. You missed about one. You couldn't get one rebound. Today. Man. Man. Bad beat. Bad, bad beat. The oh, word for the week, kids, is pain. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sucks. Oh, man. All right, guys. So, Super Bowl on Sunday. We have our predictions. Uh, tweet us. Mm-hmm. And let us know if we were correct. Um, you can tweet us at the, uh, the show handle at YBBothered on Twitter. Um, uh, that Instagram thing and whatever. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Let's see. If Twitter survives the weekend, you know, uh, Elon might do something to fuck it up even more. Um We'll see y'all on Sunday. I mean, we would say Sunday. 
We might come on Sunday. We might do us. Uh, we, we might have to, Q. We might have to. We might have to. We, have we to might have we to. Are. Uh, so, yeah, you might see us Sunday here in mm-hmm. uh, Probably we'll won't see me Sunday. I, I've got some pretty yeah, big be- plans. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we, we'll see y'all Monday. There's a recap of the Super Bowl to see who won, who won MVP. If any team lost badly. Um, if Juju decided to Juju on the field, make a TikTok, um, and all that other good stuff. Where we have plenty, we have plenty of NBA news. Uh, like I said, the recap of the Super Bowl and whatever else happens in the world of sports over the next six to seven days. Until next week, we'll see y'all. Y'all have a good week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 